The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Talk to me about this deal. What was the strategic rationale? And also, was it a good deal in your opinion and why? Yeah, so basically, Human wanted to solve the vast amount of online bots and and fraud that was going on. And although they focused primarily on securing websites such as, you know, your email, any website that you really log into to verify if you're a bot or not, they want to acquire Perimeter X because they focused on detecting bots on social media platforms like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, things of that nature. And because of the, do- the market domination that Perimeter X had in that market, they thought it would be smarter to just buy out that company rather than going head on and trying to compete with them. And overall, I do think it was a smart move. I think the transaction went smoothly. They paid a, a fair price uh, for Perimeter X. Although the, the amount isn't disclosed, um, I think both parties came to an agreement that they were happy with and everything worked out well. So Human Security's rationale was they just wanted to buy the market leader to expand into that space. Why would Perimeter X be wanting to sell, I guess? That's a good question. Because of the other market players that were in the space, they thought it would be best to be secured by a company that had a, a total greater market share when it came to bot, bot mitigation and bot detection. So... That being said, they saw the, the potential of uh, acquiring Perimeter X and the, both parties essentially saw the benefits to the acquisition. Okay. And when you say they paid a fair price, you don't have to tell me exactly what the price was. Like what was the ballpark valuation multiple paid for this company? I'm trying to do the math in my head, uh, but if I was the ballpark, it's 10 to 15X revenue. Okay, 10 to 15X revenue. And this is back in the summer of 2022. So- why, yeah. why do you, when you say like 10 to 15 X revenue is a fair price, like why do you say that's a fair price? Looking at the other transactions that were happening uh, happening in the cybersecurity space, that was typically the multiple that we were seeing alongside the the equity and enterprise value that we were we were getting and able to find for um, comparable companies all fit within the the same range that Primdrax was sold to human. Okay, so like you're going off of precedent transactions basically. Okay. Yeah. So what are some of the precedents that you guys use? Oof, I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. okay. Um, <clears throat> And then if I'm a growth equity investor and I'm trying to, let's say I had all the, all the information I could possibly want. Okay. Let's say like information is not an issue because I'm doing due diligence on these companies and I can ask them for whatever information I want. And I'm trying to decide what valuation I want to invest at. Do I want to invest at 10X? Do I want to invest at 15X, 20X, 40X, right? What are like the main things that you would look at to determine, you know, what an appropriate multiple is? Again, going back to this question of like, Hey, what's a fair price to pay for this company? Like, what, if this was SaaS companies, like what are the main things you'd be looking at? Definitely, I think like revenue multiple is one. Um, if it is a SaaS business, then maybe looking at a multiple that compares their price per subscription to revenue, maybe the number of subscriptions that they have to the revenue, um, the cost of uh, their, their cost maybe to net income. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, but you say cost uh, to net income? First. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that doesn't even make sense, <laughs> but because um, I, I I don't know like that I don't that that's not a ratio that anyone okay. right but like uh, let's back up for a second okay so okay. a couple of things I don't know if anyone has ever asked these questions but I I would say like honestly if you are interviewing with a top tier growth equity firm like inside I would not be surprised if they ask you these types of questions yeah uh, 
first the basics regardless of whether it's a buy side firm or sell side firm or whatever like if you're going to talk about doing two like deals during your summer internship like you need to i think you need to know more than what you're demonstrating here right like sure. you can't like not even know if what the company's business model is how they make money are they SaaS? are they not SaaS? you can't like say hey i only came in really late in the deal and so i didn't you know get to touch it like at a minimum just that's no, just it, it, what the company does right yeah um I'm pretty sure, I don't know anything about this company, but I'm pretty sure it's probably a SaaS company because mm -hmm. that's just what most software companies are these days. Like people aren't mm -hmm. selling like licenses anymore, right? They're not like on-prem software. That's like very, not the flavor of the day anymore. And then so like, if it's a SaaS business, and the reason why I decided to ask you about this deal out of the two that you worked on is because if you're interviewing for a growth equity role, right. growth equity okay. firms love investing in SaaS. In fact, yeah. like a lot of tech, even tech PE, like they love investing in SaaS because it's got the sticky recurring uh, revenue model that all, all PE investors like, right? Yeah. It's, it's consistent. It's predictable. As long as the unit economics are good, then you can scale the heck out of it. Right. So like, I think like when I asked you like, Hey, is this ask company? What are the main things you'd be looking at? Like for tech buy side interviews, like they're going to want to know that, you know, like the key or like the most important KPIs or metrics for evaluating tech companies for mm -hmm. a SaaS company, it's going to be lifetime value of the customer. And it's going to be the, they call it CAC, CAC, which is customer acquisition cost, Right. Uh, or, or a cost to a car customer, however you want to think about it. But that's what they mean by like unit economics, which is like, if I really double click into my revenue and drill down to like its most granular level, which is at the individual customer level, mm -hmm. how profitable is each customer for me? Yeah. How, much did yeah it, okay. how much did it cost me to acquire this customer, uh -huh. which is like the sales and marketing costs, like how much did I have to spend on marketing and advertising and all this stuff, PR, blah, blah, blah. And then how much did I have to pay my salespeople in terms of like commission and whatever. All of that goes into like, you know, if I spent a hundred million dollars to acquire these customers and I acquired, you know, a hundred customers, that means the CAC is a million dollars. It's not going to be that high, but like, that, that was a bad example. But anyways, it's, it's literally like, that's how you calculate cost of acquisition. And a lifetime value is literally like, okay, it's a subscription business and this company is going to pay me X dollars per month or X dollars per year. Right. And then how long are they going to pay me for before they churn? If, if a company pays you a hundred dollars a month and they're only going to stay with me for 12 months, then the lifetime value is going to be $1,200. Yeah. Right? But actually the more strict definition of lifetime value is not even just the revenue is the gross profit times is, is the gross profit times like the length of time that they stay with you okay. because cost of goods sold is considered the variable cost. Right. So meaning like every month I have to service you as a client, there's a certain amount of cost associated with that. So my variable cost has to be deducted out. And then like the gross profit is basically my, I guess you call it like like my contribution margin or variable profit or so it's like revenue is a hundred dollars a month, but it costs me $10 a month to service this client. Then that's $90 of gross profit per month. And if they're going to stay with me for 12 months, then that's whatever, 900 plus 180. So 1080, right? Will be the lifetime value. And so the holy grail of SaaS, evaluating SaaS companies, like the, if you can only pick one metric or one ratio to look at, there's not any of the stuff that you talk about. It's not revenue multiple. It's not like how many subscriptions they have. It's not COGS or net, net income or any of that. It's LTV to CAC. LTV. Lifetime, lifetime. lifetime value divided by cost of, or customer acquisition cost. Basically for every dollar I put in. Yeah how many dollars is going to spit out. So ideally you're not a good, healthy SaaS business, unless your LTV to CAC is at least three, three X for every dollar okay. I spend to acquire the customer. I want to make at least $3 back. Obviously the higher, the better there, there are SaaS companies out there. That's like LTV to CAC is six or eight or 10 or whatever. Like the higher that number is, the mm -hmm. more aggressive you want to be in acquiring as many customers as you can, because like, if I gave you a machine where you can put in a dollar and it's going to be yeah. $10, like yeah. you, you would just, pour gasoline on that, right? Yeah, so makes sense. That's what like an investor would be looking at. Thanks for listening to this episode. 
interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there, head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wallstmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.